You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engines! The following is a paid program. This program may contain adult themes and nudity, and you can never go wrong with that. Speaking of always being right, views expressed on this program are those of life-experienced mechanics. Continued listening may cause addiction, and in rare cases, a rash. Discretion is advised. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Gelman, Alan, baby, hit it. Yee-haw! Well, as Steve Winwood would say... Back in the high life again. Exactly. We're all revved up and ready to go. We've had a three-week break. Happy New Year. And best to you, too, my friend. Happy New Year, Sebastian. And Happy New Year to Fred DeFrancesco, who's joining us for the hour. And uh, I'll leave it over to you. On, you get a and, brand new And shirt. I want to say uh, Happy New Year to our pal Dave, who's just feeling under the weather today. Yeah. So he didn't make it in the studio, but you, he pressure. will be back here next week. That's for sure. Yeah. And uh, for everybody who's listening overseas, we just got back from two weeks in uh, Scotland. Uh-huh. Um, they're probably just leaving the pub right now for the third time. Uh, Already tuning happy in? Happy New Year. Did we, you tell them you're on a radio show? Yes. It oh. cost me three scotches and a full... Uh, it cost me some liquor. You know what? And I, I always put a blurb up on Facebook to say that I'm going to be up on the on the show. And, uh, of course, my friend Richard said, okay, you'll say it slowly. If you want to sell or buy your house, call Richard. <laughs> went, okay, sir. Yeah, no problem. Well, you know what? To do that. We're all kidding aside, what today's topic is going to be about, which is distracted driving. In Scotland, mm-hmm. the laws are like they are so firm. And we'll get into that later on the, this hour. So, Al, tell them what we got yeah, coming Yeah, we've up. got Freddie DeFrancesco here. Good morning, Fred. Good morning, guys. Fred is a special guy. He's an insurance consultant with the National Insurance Brokerage. He's been an educator for 35 years. Uh, so you teach actual insurance to people, correct? Yeah, I, I do. We, uh, we have programs together for brokers, mm-hmm. and we have uh, an online site as well that provides education to and, brokers. And you've worked for the provincial government? Uh, I didn't work for them. I was a uh, backroom advisor back in the uh, Harris days. Uh, what, do you just sort of put notes under the door? I would be putting notes <laughs> under the door. And, uh, and I'd be and, the one coming down the aisle as the uh, page. All right. Well, and you know what? As a matter of fact, you know, uh, we were talking about um, distracted driving. Yep. Uh, that's going to be the thing that we're going to talk about. And right after the break, we've got a special guest. He's not been on our show before. Sergeant Alex Cruz from Metro Toronto Police will be calling in and explaining us exactly what the law is and how it could affect you. So we want you to listen to it, obviously, and... Call in with any questions that you may have because it's right out of the press. It's all new and everybody's sort of going, what do we do now? Oh, yeah. And if your car won't start, you're welcome to call about that, too. Absolutely, because it's so nice and warm out here. Back (laughs) in the old swamp. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Happy New Year, everybody. We'll be right back and we welcome your calls. Where's the booster cables? Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Remember, you can uh, listen to the show online by going to our website, www. DavesCornerGarage.com. No, today. So this is one of the quotes from uh, the MPP mm-hmm. of uh, Ministry of Transportation, uh, Jeff Urich, who said, Ontario's roads are among the safest in North America, 
But we also know distracted driving continues to be a serious issue. And I think we can say with all honesty, mm-hmm. the three of us sitting here, occasionally we'll be on the we'll be at a light, you know, we'll take a look down. So these new laws are extremely uh, right out of the presses, and we wanted to make sure that we could start this uh, conversation. And we, Al, you want to take it from here? Yeah, we've got Sergeant Alex Laws, uh, Alex Cruz, I should say. <laughs> yeah, Alex Laws is a—he's uh, an important guy too. You're not getting out of it. You I forgot what he does. You're right, sir. Alex Cruz from the uh, Metro Toronto Police. Thanks for joining us today, Alex. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, I hear you. It's a bit of a frog in your throat there, eh? Yeah, a bit of a cold, unfortunately, but hopefully we'll get through this. Were you working some ride program last night or something? Oh, you know, we never stop. It's always <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> All right, so tell our listening audience, how's they changed the laws and uh, what do they have to be careful of? Well, we haven't changed the laws, but legislation has uh, changed the penalties. Okay. So uh, if you're caught distracted driving, it's the same uh, law uh, for a first offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to receive a, a minimum $500 fine up to a $1,000 fine. And upon conviction, this is uh, new here, you're going to get a three-day driver's license suspension and six demerit points. So that's automatic, eh? 500 bucks. Yeah. So that's your out-of-court settlement. Between your victim surcharge, is going to be about $615 mm-hmm. if you decide to pay the ticket. Right. Uh, if uh, you want to dispute it in court, uh, the Justice of the Peace can raise that fine up to $1,000 for your first offense. Wow. And then it goes up from there. What's uh, So, yeah. so first, thought, first strike is one, second strike is? And this is all within a five-year period. So second offense, you're looking at a uh, seven-day driver's license suspension up to a $2,000 fine. Uh, and sorry, I said three demerit points for the uh, sorry six demerit points for the, for the first offense. It's three demerit points for the first offense. Second offense is six demerit points Whoa. and a seven day driver's license suspension. And the third and then, one, you go to jail. Uh, third no, strike, no. you're out. <laughs> third is a uh, thirty day driver's license suspension and six demerit points and up to a three thousand dollars fine. All right. So well, again, we got... <laughs> the law hasn't changed. They uh-huh. just uh, they, they've taken a look at. Uh, distracted driving, realizing that it, it is risky, risky behavior. So they want to send a very clear message that, hey, folks, this is not acceptable behavior when you're operating a motor vehicle. And, and in fact, is, 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 is the top of the list. I mean, alcohol was number one before, wasn't it? It still is, but distracted driving is getting very close to alcohol. Mm. And, and they've changed those laws as well. Fred's itching. Uh, we got Fred DeFrancesco here. He's just itching to ask you a question. Fred? Alex, uh, tell me something. When can you talk on that phone? Now, I understand the law says that providing that you're in a lawful parking position and not impeding traffic. Okay, so in order for you to be able to speak on your phone, you have to have, basically, it's got to be hands-free mode. So you'd be able to speak on the phone without actually touching your device. Uh, so exception. So if you you pull over to a let's say a lawful parking spot, you put your vehicle in park, then you can pick up your phone and talk on it. Uh, so you, you can't be just driving along and uh, holding your phone even down in your lap. You know you've got the speaker on. The fact that you're holding your phone while operating a motor vehicle, you've committed the offense. What if I'm in a no parking zone and I pull over? You know what, Fred? I, we were talking about that yeah. earlier. And when I came down the, the gardener today, I saw as I got off undone, there was a big shoulder there. So I thought, oh, here's a place I could pull over, be out of the traffic. But then when I looked up, I saw I had a no stopping sign there. So that would be a, a perfect example how I would have felt perhaps that it was a good place to stop. But according to the law, I could still get a ticket, correct? So, so Sergeant uh, Cruz, what's your interpretation on, on that last aspect of it that Al was just explaining? Exactly. So you have to be lawfully stopped. Right. 
and not impeding traffic. So the Gardner Expressway and the Don Valley Parkway, if you pull over the shoulders, there's no stopping zone, so you're not lawfully stopped. So, for instance, you're driving, let's say, on King Street or maybe not King Street, Queen Street, and you pull into a parking spot or you pull off to a side street, put your vehicle in park, mm-hmm. so you're, you're not actually, the transmission's on drive, then you're, you're lawfully able to speak on your phone by, while holding it. Good point. Now, question, uh, obviously you're not going to take it to, to the nth degree. Um, if I, my car breaks down on the parkway, at that point I could call 911 or call the CAA, could I not? Absolutely. Okay. Sure. Right. All right, super. There we go. It's, it's interesting because it's so new out of the gate. And uh, I remember uh, a couple years ago, we were going to see a Jays game along the lakeshore. And the police officers, you guys were on, on your bikes, and they were nailing people left, right, and center. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's new for everybody. And mm-hmm. we'd like you to hang in for maybe one more segment. We invite sure. your calls uh, in. The lines are wide open to find out more about maybe some questions you have from a listener point of view okay. of... Um, what distracted driving clearly is for you and how your interpretation is. And uh, Sergeant Cruz will be here to answer your question. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back right after these messages. Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We are back on the phones right now with uh, Sergeant Alex Cruz from Metro Toronto Police. And uh, you wanted to ask him a question there, uh, Al? I did, as a matter of fact. Besides the, uh, the difference in the um, distracted driving, the liquor laws have changed now, and the police are able to, in fact, without reasonable grounds, to ask for a breathalyzer. Is that right, Alex? So under Bill C-46, is what you're referring to, that uh, was implemented December 18th uh, of 2018. Mm-hmm. So mandatory alcohol screening. Uh, if I stop a person who's driving a motor vehicle for uh, a lawful purpose, I can make a demand that that person supply a sample of his breath into a roadside screening device, whereas before I have to have reasonable suspicion that the person has alcohol in their, their body. Now, with mandatory alcohol screening, I could make a demand just for the mere fact that the person was stopped lawfully. Well, question, why would you have stopped him in the first place? Did you need any particular reason for that? Well, if you stop for speeding, okay. uh, or a red light violation, I, I can tell you that uh, there, about a week and a half, two weeks ago, one of the officers was performing speed enforcement duties on uh, Mount Pleasant, stopped an individual for doing about 30 over the limit. And, you know, the person uh, was able to pull his vehicle in for a choice to stop. There was no issue of impairment, mm-hmm. and the officer didn't uh, smell any alcohol in this person. But right. uh, he, at the beginning of the shift, said, every person I stop for a lawful reason, I'm going to do an MAS uh, roadside streaming device. So he read the demand to this individual. Lo and behold, the person failed, and he blew over the legal limit. So this is where the mandatory alcohol screening is coming into play. We know about 50% of the time when an, an individual stopped at a, a roadside check or a spot check, uh, the officer actually misses the fact that they're over the legal limit. Mm-hmm. So this is sending a very clear message to individuals out there that, hey, listen, if you're out you know, drinking the night before on a bit of a bender and you, know, you go over to bed, wake up five hours later, you get up, oh, I'm fine for driving. And that was the situation with this individual. Yeah. He was out drinking the night before didn't realize he was still over the legal limit the next morning. Wow. And then he ended up failing on the roadside. How much do you have to drink to, to still be drunk the next morning? That's crazy. Well, yeah. yeah it, it all Why are you looking on... at me like that? <laughs> Alex, tell us about the uh, the defense that was uh, that you were able to use at one time and now no longer available, where you have that window of two hours to test someone. 
Okay, so there's there's two defenses that uh, Bill C forty six speaks to. It's the bolus drinking defense and the interve- intervening drink defense. So I'll just describe bolus uh, drinking. So bolus drinking refers to situations where a driver claims that although they consumed alcohol just before or during driving, they were not over the legal limit while driving because the alcohol wasn't fully absorbed until the time of the testing. Mm-hmm. So that, that type of defense uh, rewards risky behavior of drinking immediately before or during driving, driving in the hopes of arriving at a destination before being too drunk to drive or being at the offense level. So in other words, I'm going to have this nightcap and get in the car and, and, and get home quick. Exactly. You okay. know, you're, you're at the bar. Oh, my goodness, i got to get home, you know, bang, bang. And then in, in you go, right. off driving, and then... You know, you think, oh, I get stopped five minutes later or ten minutes later. Uh, the, the old defense was saying, oh, yeah, at the time, you know, the alcohol wasn't fully absorbed in the system, so therefore he or she wasn't over 80. The new legislation eliminates that defense. You know, and these these are important new laws to introduce. And just to give listeners a perspective, you know, we were over in Scotland for a couple of weeks, and you think it's tougher here now? Over there, your first offense, Sergeant, is uh, you get your license and your car suspended for six months in your wow. first offense. So, you know, we all enjoy a little pub action over in Scotland once in a while. But everybody's everybody's sort of got into it. Yeah, you've heard. But everybody takes a cab to the pub, and they take a cab home. And uh, But your point about, you know, going to bed, and you still have something in your system, waking up the next morning, they're also very cognizant of that as well. So... Um, we got a call. You yeah, we do. Um, we do. Tony, Ke- Tony's, <laughs> Tony Keswick. Tony's up in Keswick. He's got a question about distracted driving. Tony, we've yeah. got Sergeant Alex Cruz on the phone with us. What's your question? Buongiorno, boys. Uh, how do you get your car suspended? I, I know I could. <laughs> I tell you, car, no driving. Uh, yeah, I, I was driving the other day in front of me uh, in Schaumburg. A lady was uh, all over the place. When I it became a two-lane, I, I pulled up beside her, and she's putting her lipstick on. Right. <laughs> yeah. While she's driving and doing a little bit of makeup stuff now, would you would that that be under distraction? Obviously, right? Okay, so any form of distraction is not good when you're operating a motor vehicle. But these laws, the Distracted Driving uh, Highway Traffic Act defense, refer specifically to handheld devices or entertainment devices. Mm-hmm. Now, for the situation where you know you're putting on makeup, you're eating a burger, and ketchup spills on your lap, or you're folding uh, you know a full pizza over in half and eating it. And driving with your knees, we have laws that uh, you know can uh, speak to those careless driving, driving with a due care and attention. But the distracted driving laws deal specifically with your basically your handheld devices. I got a quick question myself. Um, you know, my I have an older car, so my phone's not integrated into it, but I like to use Waze or, or Google Maps sometimes. Mm-hmm. How am I able to, let's call it, get away with using that? Okay, so. What you need to do is is the device needs to be securely mounted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, if you've got, uh, like for GPS, you know, they got the things you can put on the windshield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, and you can, you can buy, you know, devices now. Like my, my son, same thing. You mm-hmm. know, uh, he, he ended up buying a device where it clips onto your, your, your vent and you put your phone in there and it's securely mounted. It's not moving around. It's not sitting in your lap. You don't have it in your coffee cup holder where it's flapping about as you're, you're turning the corner. It's got to be securely mounted. Okay. Now, and if I have a, but but of course now I've got to punch in an address or something. I can't okay. do that while I'm driving, obviously. No, we want you to do that address before driving. But mm-hmm. if you need to answer a call, you know, the one but, one push button okay. to answer or to hang up, there's no issues with that. So, we sir, don't want you, okay. uh, you know, typing in an address, uh, you know, yeah. uh, 
123 anywhere street, you know, Etobicoke, Ontario, while you're doing 100 kilometers an hour along the 401. Yeah, right. So, Sergeant, listen, thanks for taking the time to uh, to shed some light on this uh, the new introductions. It's my there, pleasure. Thanks for having me. Is there a website that our listeners can go to to find out a bit more about this? Yeah. So if you go on to the uh, Ministry of Transportation, MTO, uh, frequently asked questions are just Google MTO Distracted Driving. Cool. Uh, it's got everything you'd actually want to know about uh, what you can or can't do uh, when it comes to handheld devices. Uh, it, it explains the the fines, uh, you know, in regards to your first, second, third offenses. And, you know, I did forget to mention novice drivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're really going to get uh, whacked if they're drink, or, sorry, driving distracted. The first offense is a 30-day driver's license suspension. Second offense is a 90-day driver's license suspension. All right. Good to know. Yeah. A mandatory minimum sentence on the second offense, right, Alex? Well, suspension, absolutely yeah. not. Does it actually say get whacked in the uh, in the, in the legislation? Well, yeah. I, I <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry, Alex, we got to run. Thanks for joining us. Okay, we'll get you. you back again sometime. Make sure you take some fisherman's friend, and you'll be fine for the weekend. I appreciate. You. All right, phone lines are wide open if you get any questions about distracted driving and how it could affect your insurance. I guess you can't take a brandy for that throat thing. I'm not eh? going there. And we'll be back <laughs> with your questions right after this. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Welcome back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Today we're dealing with uh, distracted driving and also what's going on with your car as we are in the dead of winter. Exactly. My name is Alan Gelman and I am a licensed auto class A guy for a million years. And uh, I can take those. And we got Fred DeFrancesco here, insurance consultant with the National Insurance Brokerage, who's got 35 years of experience in the industry. Freddie. That, that long? <laughs> I thought it was longer, to be honest with you. Oh, All right, we're going to get to our callers. We've got Chris, who's driving a Sonata in Tirana, and he's got a problem with his brake lights. What's going on? Hello. Hello. Yes, uh, when I turn my headlights on, my brake lights all come on, the up, the high one and the two low ones, mm-hmm. and then my cruise control won't work anymore. No, it's probably because of the bulbs. What you, you, You've got a short circuit there, obviously. Um, the first thing I would try is if you reach underneath where the brake pedal is, you're going to see a switch there. So right. dis- disconnect that switch, turn the headlights on, and see what happens. Um, okay. okay, so that's one of them because they, a lot of cars do have problems with that. A lot of what will happen is, is when that doesn't work properly, uh, you can't switch gears because it won't undo the interlock. Um, the other thing you may want to do is, is, is just have somebody do a walk around the car. And, and when they're in the back of the car, look to see that all the lights, in fact, look as each other. You know, it's sort of bilaterally symmetrical. In other words, both sides should be the same. And uh, you may find out that one of the bulbs is shorted inside. And it could be as simple as just changing a light bulb. But shouldn't be too hard to get to the bottom of. All right, Chris? Another, another well, solution, another solution, Al, is try not to use that brake too often. Exactly. <laughs> just drive during the day. <laughs> so you, right. get, you want him to have a Fred Flintstone car. That would be lovely. Thanks for your call. Chris, Happy New calling. Year. Thanks, Happy guys. New Year, buddy. All right, great. We got one more uh, distracted driving question from George in Ironbridge. George, what can we do for you today? Yes, uh, I'm a volunteer firefighter up here near Sault Ste. Marie. Ah, the Sioux. I love it. Okay. Okay. Uh, The first thing is uh, using a phone. We have a radio in our trucks, Mm -hmm. and the first thing we have to do our standing operating procedure is to call dispatch and tell them we're driving. Right. Therefore, we're using the phone while we're driving. Uh-huh. 
Okay. You're, you're all right to use it there as an emergency service. There yeah, are that some was, exemptions. Exactly. That was one of the yeah. questions I happened to ask Alex Cruz, for example, because, you know, it, it says by the law you're supposed to pull over and park in a legal spot. But, for example, he said that, like, my question was, my car breaks down on the Don Valley Parkway. There's really no legal parking on the parkway, but, but at the same time, they're going to sort of let that slide. They're not going to give somebody a ticket. Well, for, I think the, actual, the actual law itself does make exemptions for emergency workers, police officers, uh, ambulances, and so on and so forth. And I remember years ago, I was an amateur radio operator, and a lot of us were concerned about that. And they said, yes, if you're using a handheld microphone in the vehicle, there's no problem with that whatsoever. Okay, second item. Uh-huh. Uh dealing with uh eating while driving. Now, obviously, Sault Ste. Marie is a long way from Toronto and the 400 types, uh, highways. Mm-hmm. I make the trip in between maybe half a dozen times a year. Right. And I find that north of the junction 11400 there's pretty well no traffic at all. And a cup of coffee is a great way to stay conscious. Mm -hmm. So what's your question, sir? Well, uh, it says uh, we're not allowed to eat or drink. No, not so. Not so. Uh, it's, it refers only to handheld devices. Uh, it is dangerous. They don't encourage you to have your coffee or to eat, but it is not against the law. Do you know in California, actually, it is? They, they took it so seriously that people weren't paying attention, and, and like, like the police sergeant said, take a piece of pizza and flop it over, make uh, like a sandwich. Uh, you cannot have anything in your hand. Well, you can't use, a, plas and you can't use a plastic you know, last, straw. You last week, I was watching somebody <laughs> eating breakfast cereal from a bowl, okay? so What kind was it, though? <laughs> uh, Snappios or something. I, I, I'm not sure. Now, Captain Crunch, I could see, then get him away maybe a little bit on that. Well, and, you know, you got to use your knees. It, it takes a, quite a lot of talent. As a matter of fact, years ago, I had asked somebody, I said, do you do this? And he said, hey, I take pride in it. This is what they call multitasking, okay? I said, no, 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 no. That's what they call stupid, okay? You don't do that kind of stuff. So you can't have a traveler in, 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 uh, in California whatsoever? <laughs> no, no, Nothing. not at all. You have a Starbucks, which is good. They would go crazy down there. You pull off to the side at the rest stop. You, it makes you sense. drink or it eat, does. and that's it. It does. It makes sense. We will take more of your calls. we still got Fred Francesco in for the next uh, half hour, and we welcome your calls about your car or any questions you may have about distracted driving. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Stay with me. Well, we're with Alan, and we're with Fred Francesco. Dave is taking one more weekend off because it's Dave. <laughs> and that's the voice of little Stevie Wonder. Thank you. Don't even go there. <laughs> so we want to take some more calls and especially tell you about where you got a new contest coming up for the next month, which is February, uh -huh. that involves chocolates, a, a hockey team that's uh, starting to make some, uh, some headway. The Toronto Maple Leafs. We're going to be giving away some Leaf tickets oh, cool. for a game in March against Tampa Bay Lightning, and that'll be opening up uh, in a few weeks' time. So stay with us for that. Back to you, Al. Yeah, we got Freddie here from Freddie D. Francesco, insurance consultant. He's been in the insurance game his whole life. Fred, you know, as the police officer said, they haven't changed the laws, so to speak, but they're making the enforcement stricter now. 
how is that going to affect my insurance? It doesn't. Uh, distracted driving is still... Okay, thanks, Brett. we got to <laughs> move on now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's still a minor offense. And, of course, if you get caught and uh, and, uh, and you're convicted, uh, you will be charged on insurance uh, as if you have one minor ticket against you. So that's not a moving violation then, correct? It's, well, it's not a moving violation, but it is a Highway Traffic Act violation. Okay. So what would happen is if you're an average driver uh, operating a, a pickup in the city of Toronto and you're paying about roughly $1,700 in premium, that premium will easily go up after your first minor conviction to twenty two to $2,300. Okay, okay. And when, now, you get, and when you get pulled over, though, Al, yeah. when you get pulled over for due cause, it's still based on you have to be convicted. They Absolutely. can pull you over. Absolutely. So you're going to get pulled over. They're going. Everybody's going to go white going, oh, what do I do now? But you'll, you know, you'll appear in court, and then if you're convicted, mm-hmm. then the penalties will, will be incurred. Right, and that, that was going to be my next question here. So let's say I, I was mind. pulled over for, you know, drugs or alcohol, and I was found guilty in court. How does that affect my insurance? Well, it's, it's the same as what it was before, uh, Alan. So uh, if uh, you are charged and uh, you are convicted mm-hmm. of operating an automobile under the influence, uh, then once again, your insurance is going to go from $1,700. It can go as high as $9,000 a year. And the big problem here isn't necessarily the pricing. Even without an accident? Even without an accident. Wow. And, you know, an insurance company can refuse to take you with that type of conviction, which means and you now have to go to the residual market, meaning the facility. I'm sure a lot of the listeners have heard of the Facility Association. Mm-hmm. And by going to the facility, well, your premium is going to be jacked right up there. Well, I wonder how that affects, though. I was watching the news last night, and this poor guy had to go see a new doctor. And he thought there was some kind of you know agreement that, that there was confidentiality. He happened to tell his doctor the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but. And one of the factors was he told him that he smoked marijuana on a regular basis. And sure enough, within two weeks, he got a letter from the Ministry of Transportation saying that uh, you can't drive anymore. So here, that's the question here. I mean... He changed doctors? No. So he's mad at the doctor. In fact, they did, he did appeal it and he got it back. But Good. He, he, doctors know. have an obligation. Uh, if a doctor uh, knows that uh, you you may be under the influence or you're impaired while you are driving, mm-hmm. uh, it's their responsibility to report it. Uh, right, say, but, but recreational use is now legal. Yeah. Right? It is. Well, I guess the same way drinking is legal. Well, well, but you can't do it while well, you're driving the car. No, you can't. Right. I mean, you come back through uh, customs right now, and we got back from Scotland. I mean, you go through all these little changes now. You no longer have to fill, fill out a declaration card on the plane, but you come down, and there's a computer that goes, answer these. Right. The last question is, have you had any cannabis in your system? That's one of the questions. Mm-hmm. And then when you walk through the maze called Canadian Customs, right. as you're leaving, there's a big sign saying, have you brought in or have you had any cannabis? You know, and there's people are sort of going, okay, how do we manage this? And you get through it. But well, the one thing that, that he had mentioned is that anybody who, you know, you've got kids or grandchildren and mm-hmm. they're just starting to drive, if you have a G1, G2, M1, or M2, the penalties are even more harsh. Right, because you can't have any at all. Nothing. And, you know, for those who've got... Uh, uh, children going to university, uh, there are some usual parties, and they're coming home on the weekend. All right, well, here, leads lead to my before. next question. So let's say I am pulled over, and uh, 
I refuse. I says, you know what? I don't. I'm not. I refuse to take this breathalyzer, or I refuse to give you, uh, you know, a sample of whatever for marijuana. What happens then? It's the same. Your insurance premiums will be increased uh, uh, identically uh, as if you were uh, convicted of uh, driving under the influence. Even if you're not convicted. Even no, no, you have to be convicted. You have to be convicted. But yeah. you could, what I'm saying is, you you could be convicted of refusing to take a breathalyzer. But a lot of people that I've talked to in the last few months have said, all right, you know, we're driving, but we. Who has, they have the right to pull us over with no cause. Mm-hmm. Well, That's a little frightening. It is frightening, guys. And, uh, you know, that that is something that uh, it hasn't been tested in court yet. Remember, no one has challenged this yet. Mm-hmm. Once it's challenged, then they may have to go back to the uh, to the drawing board. And to uh, to the point of the caller who uh, phoned us a few, wa- a few minutes ago about uh, the person was using lipstick and uh, eating while they're driving, according to Dave, who's listening to us in Florida, that is called <clears throat> dashboard dining. Really? Yeah, that's Dave's interpretation. I've told Dave, you got to stop before you put your I know, stick on. You know? I know, he but he likes, he likes the shade of Batman, from what I understand. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. You can listen to us online at davescornergarage.com. We've got plenty of calls to get to yes, before the hour Yes, we got Cynthia in Scarborough. we got Pat in Newmarket and Bob in Scarborough. We're going to take all those calls right, right after, after the this. break. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Great website, by the way. Uh, welcome back and Happy New Year from Dave's Corner Garage. And we have a ton of calls to get to from Scarberia. Who do we have? We've got Cynthia. Who's Cynthia, did you lose your keys? What exactly happened? Well, my daughter lost her keys. Okay. Lost the keys to the car. And I have, it's fully insured since last April. I haven't been able to use the vehicle. I wanted to get one of those car generators for backup for the home. Great idea, yeah. And um, I don't, I was told like $1,000. I don't know how to inexpensively get a new set of keys. What I would do is just look in the uh, yellow pages or Google locksmith. And, yeah. And you want to find. A regular locksmith? Well, you want to find one that specifically does automobiles. Okay. All right. And uh, there's a great one that I use. His name is Keymax. I don't know how, I don't know how his phone number handy. Okay. I, I, I'm sorry. Could you re- repeat the name? Key Max. Is it a programmable? Okay. How do, yeah. you, how do you spell it, Al? <laughs> Come on. Okay. Key I, I Max. Really easy. Key Max. <laughs> Guess what the owner's name is? Key. Max. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got it. Yeah, give him a call. He has a mobile truck, and he will come in uh, a mobile shop, I should say. and he'll. Uh, but ask him. he'll ask you what kind of car you have and what kind of key it is, and he'll be able to give you a price on the phone. Oh, that's terrific. Well, thank you so much for your help. You're Happy very New Year. Happy Make sure New you Year. Tell Happy that, New uh, Year to you as well. All right. Take care, Cynthia. Okay. Thank you. Bye. All right. We got Eamon in St. Catharines who's got... Uh, what's going on with that, Eamon? I'm just wondering about this uh, hands-free thing. Uh-huh. Bus drivers here in St. Catharines have to call connections, but that's not emergency, you know? Well, I mean, but but... I, I don't know. Uh, Fred, do you have an answer for that? No, really. You mean hands, hands-free use of the... Uh... No, they're not hands-free. No. So how often and how, how, how much do you see them using these phones? And how long are they on it generally? Or is it just a quickie call kind of thing? Well, it's just a quickie call. Like I, I've been, I used to work there for years, but right. I was just thinking now I see the guys running around calling for different connections, uh, east and west and north and south, you know, on... Oh, okay, they're, the, they're, they're, they're calling other bus drivers. Yeah, the, there are certain exemptions uh, there. I'm mean, going to remember that. Now, there are certain people that are, are allowed uh, to, to use that phone for uh, civic duties, emergencies, and what have you. They may be exempted. 
Right, but I, I would think that perhaps the bus company should look into it. I mean, if their drivers are going to have to use phones as often as what it sounds like, they should try to come up with some type of hands-free You know, device. and if it goes to, to bus drivers, uh-huh. in all, all seriousness, where does it stop? Can, uh, can cabs use it? You know, if the taxi driver needs to use his phone, or if you're driving an Uber, mm-hmm. does that do I mean, this is still such new ground for everybody. So we got a couple more calls to get to. We do. Uh, we've got Bob in Scarborough has got a noise in his engine. What's it sound like, Bob? It's, uh, it's like a rattle, uh, you know, like the old lifters. I have two uh, Toyotas. One is an old two, and it's 140 on it, and it's you can't hear it. Mm-hmm. The old 12, or the 12 I have... Uh, I just bought it recently, and it's forty-eight or eighty-four thousand on it. This is and it's quite noisy. I know it's a higher uh, engine, but uh, the old one I used to put uh, Lucas into upper lube, and it used to quieten it down. But uh, I guess you're not aware of whether the f- the valves are adjustable or on that or not. I don't know, but uh, you know, I it's all dealer serviced, and I think they would look after something like that. The the revs are probably about eight hundred. Or 8, so what's your, what's your question, Bobby? So my question is, how can I quiet? And it's a little hard on gas, too. Mm. Well, first of all, I'd probably call the dealer and just ask him offhand if the valves or tappets are adjustable. And if they are, probably have to leave it there for a few hours, and they could adjust it. That would make it quieter. Um, if you're not, you know, if you're not getting the lift on the valves properly, that will also affect the noise and the the, uh, the performance of the car. So ask them. And if they, if it turns out they are hydraulic and not adjustable, by all means, you can add the Lucas, which is fine, good product. Um, any kind of viscosity enhancer, they call it. Remember these? Whoa! Things? Well, you've we, been studying over the holidays. Well, we call it honey. <laughs> okay. Something. Don't look at the, me or the, Fred like that. S- Give me a break. S- STP. <laughs> Remember the jingle? Exactly. STP is the racer's edge. Wow, Steve. Pretty bad, huh? You should go on uh, one of those uh, talent shows. No, thank I turned three of those invitations down. All right. We've got a couple more questions for Fred. Actually, some really important ones. And we're going to get to those right after this break. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Welcome back. This is uh, Dave's Corner Garage. We've got a few more minutes to talk with uh, Freddie about some uh, insurance issues. Yeah, we've been talking about distracted driving and impaired driving. Now, here's the question. Buddy's driving his car home. He's coming home from the bar. He's had too many. Um, and gets involved in a traffic accident. Oh, he hits another car. Is he going to be covered by his insurance? Yeah, great cre- question, Alan. You know, we, we're, we're always concerned about how much it's going to cost us for insurance mm-hmm. if we're convicted. But, hey, how about that coverage? Right. Okay, here you are. You're driving your $45,000 vehicle. You're impaired. You are convicted mm-hmm. of being impaired. Your vehicle's written off. It comes out of your pocket. There is an exclusion under the collision portion of your policy that if you are um, if you are impaired, if you're convicted of impaired, of course it comes out of your pocket. Now uh, there are areas of the policy. Let's mm-hmm. assume you were to hit a pedestrian or you were to hit another um, a building and what have you. Coverage is in place. There is no exclusion, and the reason for that is very simple. You don't want the person that has been injured to suffer. Right, so the the damage that I've I've done to everybody else around me is is taken care of. If it was a building or, or a pedestrian, it, or as you a, say, a pedestrian, an injury to someone, but damages to your own car under the collision mm-hmm. would be excluded. Now you can imagine if you're leasing an automobile, you're leasing this automobile. It's not yours. It's a forty five thousand dollar automobile. You're involved in a collision. That automobile will be covered for the leasing company. Why? Because the owner of that leasing company was not impaired. You were. However, that leasing company or the insurance company for the leasing company will now recover from you. So So are we doubly insured here? 
There may be a double. Yes, there will be. A leasing company will have their own insurance on that vehicle. Okay. Steve, go ahead. Question. For a lot of our listeners who uh, head down to Florida or uh, if they're traveling overseas, if you're renting a car down in Florida, all right, how does your insurance cover you if you've had one too many, whether it's been a drink or a little dube or, uh, or edible cannabis? What happens then if you're in a, if you're in an accident? Well, you're subject to the laws of the place that you're at, Steve. So, in uh, if you're in Florida and uh, you're convicted for a DUI down there, then your insurance policy will respond as if you were DUI up here. Hmm. Because mm, usually when you go rent a car, right. like we down in Myrtle Beach a couple months ago to play golf or attempt to play golf, and right away they want to sell you their insurance. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, they, it's a good way of getting scooped right at the... Uh, well, that's how they make their money. I mean, sure. the car rentals down there is on the insurance. Keep in mind that those that are traveling to Florida, they they don't need to... That is, if they're renting a car down there, they they don't have to buy their insurance at all. Your insurance here in Canada, uh, utilizing a proper endorsement, uh, Going to be my question. So, do you. I have to call my broker and say, "By the way, I'm going for a holiday. I will be renting a car." Not if you have the endorsement on uh, your policy already. It's it's it's, it's uh, you know it's nerve- is that a standardized? It's it's standardized, but mm-hmm. uh, a broker can't just add it uh, without advising you that it's there. So you should ask for the 27 endorsement. It's a legal liability endorsement, mm-hmm. and of course, whenever you are out of the country, when I say out of the country, I mean U.S. Canada only, not Europe, and you're renting an automobile, your liability insurance will come with you while operating that rental vehicle. So best to take that information too, eh? Mm-hmm. I mean, because if something does happen to you, you're going to need the your your broker, your insurance company's Absolutely. information to Absolutely. pass on to the person that you've hit. Yeah, we had that in, uh, we were in uh, in Northern Italy uh, a couple of years ago. We sort of dinged a little motorcycle Little Vespa came out of nowhere, right? And, and we, two Italians on it. Uh, there were more than two, but uh, all I could see was one with a very big fist in his hand. And uh, but we were covered, and everything everything was fine. But you've got to be very careful about making sure. Did you want to get one more call or what? No, actually, I just want okay. to ask Fred because you know, you know, he's the insurance expert. And now the government has been trying to help out the general public by holding the line or, or trying to reduce the cost to to the general public on insurance. But, Fred, you're saying that they haven't really gone about it in the right right fashion, have well, they? Well, I, I don't agree. You know, every 10 or 15 years we hear the, uh, a new government in place saying, hey, we want input from everyone as to how we can uh, how we can reduce uh, auto insurance premiums. I mean, that's that's like asking the colonel to babysit your pet chicken for Pete's sake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Could you repeat you know, that? Asking the colonel the, to babysit? Your pet chicken. Okay. I just want to write that down. Like that <laughs> what you're doing is you're bringing in all the stakeholders and you're asking them, hey, what can we do here? Well, every Everyone's going to give you an opinion to satisfy their own needs. Well, exactly. You want to know, uh, you know, from what view vantage point you, are they looking? You need an impartial, impartial panel that has uh, that knows every aspect of the insurance uh, insurance business. They should come up with the uh, the recommendations presented to government and let the government deal with it. Uh, you can't you can't have special interest groups here providing uh, too much information because this will never get fixed and right now it is a nightmare. You know, at the end of the day, this is so new and for a lot of our listeners right across Canada, but especially more based here in Toronto, a lot of our listeners are outside the city, St. Catharines, Guelph, Sudbury, Mm -hmm. North Bay, and they're traveling into uh, Toronto once in a while or you've got a cottage and you're heading up north 
it's getting more and more difficult to to sort of understand what is and what isn't cool. So over the next few weeks, we're going to be having uh, the Minister of Transportation, uh, MP Jeff Yurick, will be on with us, and Sergeant Cruz will be joining us once again. And uh, we welcome your questions. So go on to our website, daiscornergarage.com. There are some contact buttons you can go on there and ask, feel free to ask us any questions to Dave or to Al and to Freddie, and we, uh, you know, we'll take your calls. Exactly. I want to thank Freddie for coming down. Fred? Thank you, guys. Just love it. And Sergeant Alex Cruz, who, uh, he's not a virgin anymore. He did a great job, too, eh? He did. It was great. Now, listen, we also have, uh, coming up next weekend... Who's on? We're Somebody have special? Gagan Navani and Mark Silverman, both from Young Steel's Auto Group, will be on with us. And we'll then give you a little more information about how you can win a pair of Leaf tickets... With the game against the Tampa Bay Lightning in the middle of March. Now, they're from a Ford dealer. They're going to be giving away, like, a truck or something? Shh. We'll have to wait and find out. Silencio, because you get <laughs> us into big trouble. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next weekend. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.